When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to DNVR Buffs Live, presented by the American Eagles, American Raptors. What I'm, it's so late. American Eagle. I got an ad for them today, and I was like, "Come American on, American Raptors." I'm 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 a grown man. Like I don't I don't need to wear American oh, Eagle. We don't need to be American bashing Eagle. American Eagle to start the show. There's going to be plenty to bash. Um, but we're talking about the Buffs losing thirty-five to thirteen. Um. I'm Henry Chisholm. That's Ryan Konigsberg. It's super late, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to talk through all of this. You excited about that, Ryan? Um, no, not at all. Um, what, what, I, uh, what I am, I don't know if excited is the word. I'm excited to, um, to lead off here by telling the story of how we got to where we are right now in terms of uh, transportation. Leaving the stadium was an absolute joke trying to get an uber which is just like a, a problem um across america right now uh which is why it's so great to take the dnvr party bus if you're going to the broncos game tomorrow slight plug um always plugging but so we couldn't get an uber one of them canceled on us we like walked away from the stadium it took us so long to get an uber that henry did an entire media tour thing um before uh we were finally able to so then henry calls me and he's like hey i'm i'm leaving the stadium like where are you at i'm like we still haven't been able to get an uber then of course right when he says that one hits and it's like two minutes away i'm I'm like henry just run you gotta make it here so we literally get in the uber henry runs across an intersection and jumps into the uber right as we're turning left and uh and we made it here and the music was blasting the entire time to the point where our Uber driver missed our turn, didn't know where to go. And you would think, like, once you don't know where to go, you would lower the music so we could tell you where to go. But the, but she just wasn't interested in that. She just wanted to figure it out with, with the music blasting. I really liked it. I had a good time. And just I didn't just run across that intersection. I ran about a half mile wearing this in the Arizona heat after a long day with like my laptop and my iPad looking all dumb. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was an adventure, but I did really like her. 
I really liked her. She uh, she played. I really liked the music. I think mm. that's something we have in common. I don't know what language that was. But it was a cool one for sure. She was eating McDonald's, which is another thing that I can relate to. Um, mm. Yeah, I had a good time. It was it was a nice little reset to the vibes after a bunch of really sad things and a bunch of really sad conversations with really sad people. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, she did have good vibes. I can't take that away from her. Um, and you're right. Those are much better than the vibes uh, around Colorado football right now. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, we are in the same Airbnb, but in different rooms. Can't you tell by the like uh, color of the paint and such? The, a lot of Arizona themed art. We get a bunch of yes. like, uh, if you want it, work for it. There's just little oh. signs all over the place. I really hate that kind of thing. Like really, really, <laughs> really hate it. I mean, um, there's a sign in my bathroom that says, hey, there's sweet cheeks. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you clever making your little signs, whoever you are? But yeah, this mindset is everything. Like, whatever. Um, okay. Let's get sad. Let's get sad. Um, we're going to start out just by kind of letting things go. So the, the plan for this show, by the way, we're going to start with the pain game, which is where we talk about a bunch of different things that happened in the game, and then, you know, we rate them on a scale of 1 to 10 to say, like, how, how sad or how painful this was. From there, we're going to go to the Blaine game, which is where we start to move past the emotions a little bit and kind of decide on, like, okay, who is at fault for the things that happened? Uh, that's going to be a very long segment. And then uh, we'll wrap things up with helmet stickers at the end, which is kind of like a bright note, talk about the positives, and that will be a short segment. Um, so that's kind of the plan, and we'll uh, we'll just jump in. So, the pain game. Um, I want to start with uh, the 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 first drive where Colorado doesn't really get much going. Um, I don't think that there was a bunch of like belief that 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 drive was going to go well, but for them to go out there not really show much of anything. Um, where does that rank? One to ten, with one being obviously not that painful. That's like uh, um, you you're like scrolling through the internet, and it's like, well, uh, oh, this this guy died, but it's a guy who's like in a movie and like a little side character. And you're like, oh, well, that sucks. But also, I thought of him for like ten minutes once ever. With like the ten being, you're in a car wreck where like you should probably die, but then you didn't die. <laughs> This is a bad game for me, Henry, because I'm so numb. I'm so numb inside. Um, I don't, I like, I, you can't kill a man who's already dead. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know if I really feel pain. Um, but, but I guess if I like equate it to frustration, it's like a five or a six. Um, mm -hmm. because I, I mean, I'm just trying to remember how I felt at the time. I like fully was expecting that. Um, but I have to say like all week, Henry, and I was talking to you about how they just have to have something new. They got to have something to pull out of the bag. They got to have mm -hmm. a, 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 a wrinkle. And I didn't see that today. Uh, and I was fully expecting on that first drive, like, Oh, maybe they get a little like bubble screen to get Brendan Rice a completion. How about a pop pass? How about anything? But if I remember correctly, it was two runs in a, sack right yep yep a lot of a lot of that's, sacks that's, still that's a fucking joke dude like <laughs> that's what's been happening for two weeks two runs in a sack and you go right back to two like two runs in a third and long throw like what are we doing like 
it's, no one was told throughout the week, like, come up with something better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I will say there was one little piece of innovation we saw. And that little piece of innovation was that they actually did run a jet sweep. They actually ran two of them and they worked. The fact that we're talking about that is like the the kind of like the big new thing. That's like a standard play in 2021 <laughs> in football. And you'd think it'd be even more standard for this particular team, given yeah. just like the players that they have. All that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we can move along though. Um, so a couple drives later, you know, first one, three plays, negative seven yards, uh, kind of the 2021 CU buff special. Um, but uh, from there, they punt on the next drive after gaining eight yards. From there, though, they put together a nice drive and, and you start to see a little bit of life. Um, they, they get down the field. I think at that point, they're down 14 to zero. No, just uh, seven zero, yeah. just seven zero, okay. and uh, they they uh, try to kick a field goal, and I believe it's a forty six yard field goal. That field goal gets blocked. One to ten. Where does that fit in on this scale? Hmm. Again, like my honest answer is, I didn't feel any pain at the time. Uh, I turned to the ASU <laughs> fan who was next to me before the kick and was like, uh, "He hasn't made a kick all season. Like, there's nothing to worry about here." And then he yeah. missed. Um, so. But, like, trying to think of the feelings of a real human, it started it, – it, it hurt to me when they got the, the field goal later. And it was like, oh, this would be a one-score game if they made it earlier – if they made that mm. earlier kick. Um, and the whole thing was just, like, so slow and just – the when you look back on that kick, it was, like, really poorly executed. Um, like, it, it really had nothing to do with Becker. Um it was just really bad job by them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I guess, a, a, a five. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, how about, uh, how about Terrence Lang? Um, when he, uh, got, got a sack, a great, great sack, except for the fact that, uh, he grabbed the quarterback by the, the dead center of his face mask. Um, he did let go to his credit. Uh, <laughs> That one sucked though, right? When that happened. Yeah, that's that's a straight like by the book classic buff shit. Um, yeah. So that one that one was annoying. That one was painful. That one was frustrating. Um, that's a that's a six point five. Okay, and a couple couple series later, um, an, another just incredible play by Terrence Lang. Um, oh wait, no, 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 that one he didn't get there in time. That was the one where they called it like a, a roughing, roughing the, passer. the passer or something like that. Um, and that's another play that extended the drives. And that was, those were actually the two touchdown drives that, that were extended on those two penalties. Also, also 6.5 or was that, that hurt more hurt less because he'd done it before. I think it was a little bit less. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's just like, dude, what are you doing? You know, Henry, we did two shows with the mm -hmm. ASU people down here and they're like, Oh, What's going to happen is ASU is going to bail out CU with some really dumb penalties. Um, and it was the other way around um, where CU gave them two touchdown, both of their touchdown drives aided by 15 yard penalties uh, early in the game. Um, and then later there was a missed penalty that uh, aided one of their touchdowns. So that was that one. I don't know. I guess 
maybe it builds up a little bit, goes up to a seven because you're like, oh, so this this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, I th I thought some way, good I analysis. Just, I was just handed a frosty. That's like a negative five on the pain scale. Wow, the Wendy's got here. That mm -hmm. I can't believe it got here this fast. I guess we are 15 minutes into this. Um, um do you want your food? Uh no, I probably shouldn't okay. eat a cheeseburger during the show, right? <laughs> we're, we're above that at least. Um how here, let's let's go with this one. This will be a, a, a fun one. Um this is this isn't like a just like a, a moment. This is the entire game put together. Brendan Lewis, seven of seventeen passing, sixty-seven yards. Pain scale. Where where does that fit in for you? Honestly, the fact that Brendan Lewis is another bust for the Buffs at quarterback is like a ten. Um, like he he's just one of those people that was like really easy to believe in. Um, I did have concerns about his arm strength. I really didn't have concerns about him being like uh, able to throw the football. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean like, well, I mean like actually be able to take the football and take in like attempts to put it from his hand to someone else's hand. I didn't expect that's a fresh one for Buffs fans. Like we've been through everything. I thought having a quarterback who doesn't want to throw the football is a new one for us. Um, so that, yeah. that one does like peek me out on the pain scale. Um, because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't mentally prepared for this new, this new type of quarterback struggle. That was all just a very good point. And yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's tough. That's a good one. Can't blame Lewis for JT Shrout getting hurt. Um, I will, we'll talk about some of this stuff in the blame game, but yeah, I mean, I'm not ready to call Brendan Lewis a bust. I think that there's a chance that at some point he becomes a, a, a starting caliber quarterback. It is very obvious that that is not what he is right now, though. And boy, does that just suck to watch. Yeah. Um, 7 of 17 for 67 yards. I'll call that a six and a half. Yeah. I mean, it was a step in the right direction for him, like, as kind of sad as that is, considering how low the bar was, it was a step mm -hmm. in the right direction for him. He took some shots downfield, drew a couple pass interference penalties by, you know, putting out balls that were catchable. Um, mm -hmm. I saw him make a, one or two quick decisions when his first read was there. Um, but he, I just don't, under, I don't know why he is having this like intense lack of confidence. Um, it's that to me is like the, the, the most painful part is like, man, he, like we talked about it. He, he, he doesn't need to be looking over his shoulder. Like they really don't want to put in his backup. And, and at mm -hmm. this point, I'm just like, throw a pick, dude. Like, it's cool. Just throw a pick. I, I want you to feel what it feels like to throw a pick. It's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not what you want. But sometimes you just have to throw, like you just have to throw it. Just let it fly. Just go out there and just play ball. And he, he just looks so hesitant to just play ball. Uh, and I don't know where that's coming from or why that's going on. And I think part of it is a coaching issue. But someone's got. They just got like I for sure thought that would be today. Um, and again, like if he went out there and on that first third down, threw a pick, I w I would have been less mad. 
I would have been less <laughs> mad than him taking that sack. Um, because I would have been like, oh, well, at least someone this week told him to just go play. Go let it fly. Throw the ball. But he still, he gets back there. He doesn't trust what he's looking at. He's afraid that there's, like, you know, uh, someone behind the next door that's going to pop out and, and take the football. And it's just, it's uh, it's really frustrating. It's, like I said, it's a new it's a new thing on the pain scale because it's like, dude, just let it just let it rip. Just try. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that maybe the worst part of all of it is that like uh, he, he knows things aren't going well. Like like obviously that is clear to to everybody at this point. But ha- to see him just like see things not going well and then just kind of tighten up even more and and that's kind of the 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 killer in the whole thing is that like what if things had somehow gone better in the first game and he gains just some confidence and and he starts flinging the ball around just a little bit like it it's spiraling is is the issue because things aren't going well and so then he tightens up and is like oh no i can't let things get worse and it's just it, it uh, I don't know. You know, we talked about it earlier. We talked about it earlier, right when we got home. And I mean, you said like, I guess Brendan might have taken just a little baby step forward in this game. Um, and I, I kind of agree. I feel like there, the offense was moving, like not not enough, but they did make it across midfield a few more times. It's not like they're going three and out every time like they were before. And I do think this is another game. And it's probably like three of those in a row where you're like, yeah, Brendan took just a baby, baby step forward. But all three of those little baby steps together, I'm not even sure that that equates to like a step forward for game one. I would say it hasn't. It hasn't equated to that. It's just like, ah. And maybe maybe we're close to hitting that that step. And to be honest, the buffs need for that to happen. Yeah, the tough thing is just that, I mean, not that ASU is like an easy game, but it's the, the competition... You know, you're in you're in Pac-12 play now. Like, it's not getting much easier there. Yeah, of course, Arizona's on the schedule. Um, <laughs> funny comment. Um, but other than that, like, it's going to get tough. It's, it's just it, there's going to be better defenses out there um, than what you face against Minnesota. Like, um, so that's where my fear is. Um, but, the, you know, Joe said in the comments, like, well, how do the Buffs fix this? Like, where do they go from here? That's like the biggest problem, and this is where, and this is like what's going to be so hard on the fans is there's just nowhere else to turn. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we can talk about throw Drew Carter out there. I it's can he yeah can maybe he like get hot and string together a drive. He's he looks like he might be capable of that when I saw him out there, but he's not all of a sudden going to be the savior this year. Um, he might help them put a couple more points on the board. But the, to me, the answer or where they turn from here is getting way, way, way more creative on offense. I mean, really having to dig deep and say, like, hey, what can we do to make things really easy for him? I saw they they tried some RPO tonight. It's clear that that's not a strength for him. Um, and another thing that's really frustrating is he's not reading – the defense when they run zone read um he did have a couple nice ones but there's so many times where 
you know, the zone read is, is supposed to be really easy on the quarterback. You watch the defensive end. If they crash, you keep it. If they stay at home, you, you hand it off. It's supposed to be really simple. And several times in the game, he did the wrong one. Um, and so, again, I just think he's questioning all, everything. He's thinking really hard uh, mm -hmm. when he's, you know, when he's being asked to do things. Um, so, I, I, but I do think like some option concepts, um, more zone read, more RPO, more bubble screens, more pop passes. Um, they have to really, really, really try to do that. And then the other thing that I think they need a hell of a lot more of is vertical throws. Um, that's something that you don't have to think very hard about. Um, it's a go up there and give your guy a chance to make a play. We know that this team has guys who can make a play downfield. Brendan Rice has yet to get a chance um, on a vertical route. And that is the one that's just like, there's no, like, there's no reading there. You look out there, you say, okay, Brendan Rice has single coverage, have, you know, a, a quick little hot route that you go to and, and encourage him to say, hey, if he has, a, if you have it out there, give it. Because like we saw tonight, you know, there's three scenarios here. It's you complete it. Or I guess there's four, you know, including an interception. But it's you complete it, you throw a pick, which ends up being an arm punt. You get a pass interference, or it just it just falls, you know, incomplete. But it looked to me like he has decent touch on those balls. Um, so that's something I really think they need to take a lot more. You got single coverage out there, just throw it up. I agree. I totally agree. And specifically on third downs. And I guess maybe... Maybe that was kind of the plan a couple of times, but there's so many third down sacks in the last couple of weeks that who knows what the plan was. But those are situations where I really think it's it's an arm punt. You look at it as an arm punt and hope for the best. Um, yeah, let's, let's just hit a couple more of these. Um, how about Jarek Broussard, 12 carries, 38 yards. Or no, it's a net of 35. He lost some. 12 for 35 for Jarek, 2.9 yards per carry. Where is that on the pain scale? Uh, well, it hurts um, mm -hmm. because, you know, last season, it just looked like it was going to be so easy for him. Oh, it will, and it was so easy for him last mm -hmm. year. It's like you give him the ball, one out of three of these things is a first down at the very least, if not mm -hmm. 25 to 75 yards. Um so the fact that he just doesn't have it right now, uh, and it goes all the way back to that UNC game. Um, so we haven't seen it ever from him this season. Um, you do see little bursts. You see the sick moves in the hole. Um, you see him have some sort, you know, he, he's not just completely not there anymore. The fact that he's not breaking any is, is just kind of befuddling. Um, mm -hmm. It hurts, though. You know, that's an eight just because – you're like you're like okay that's the next great running back at CU you know last season and for whatever reason it's just not happening this year I do think the Buffs are telegraphing a little bit I mean they're telegraphing run on every play so it's so easy for teams to just be like okay well you know especially when Jarek's in there you know they're gonna run inside zone out of the shotgun so just blow up those gaps on that side and um, and, and take them away so again what what's tough for someone like Jarek is the quarterback not having any ability to throw the football completely takes him out of the game too. You know, we've seen this mm -hmm. um, with the Broncos and their running backs over the, in, in years past when they had such struggles at quarterback, 
when defenses aren't afraid of you beating them with your arm, everyone's life just got way harder um, because they'll send big blitzes on third down. Um, they will, you know, pack the box on first and second down. And again, you have to consistently make big throws and, to, and, and make big plays to get them to stop doing that. And, and it's very clear that at his current stage of his development, Brendan Lewis just doesn't have the ability to do that. So it's, it takes every, it takes it out of everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you covered all those thoughts too. Um, uh, how about this? There was a, there was a third down in the third quarter. Uh, a good ball from Brendan puts it on Ty Robinson's hands and it bounces right off of Ty Robinson's hands. There are a couple drops in the game. To me, those are those are big on the pain scale. When you have plays that should be completions and the receivers don't do their part, ugh, that's, that's just a yeah. killer. Yeah, it's, I mean, all of those mistakes get so magnified when the quarterback isn't playing well. And then he finally does something very well. And on the other side, there's a breakdown. Um, you know, that one hurts. I'll tell you what, what, what was the highest thing on the pain scale in this mm -hmm. game for me, Henry, is this defense has been so good all season. And they, you know, they, they obviously have gotten really worn down in these last two games. Um, but the offense goes out there and they make it a, a one score game. And for the first time all night, there's some Buffs fans making some noise. I mean, it was buffs fans are in a really dark place right now um but finally there's a fight song you know there's some momentum it's 14 10 and you're thinking wow this game could turn on its head really quick if this defense goes out there and forces a three and out and for the first time all season really the defense actually lets the offense down um, because they had some, they really had some momentum from that drive. Um, and they go out there, uh, and just get methodically picked apart the other way. And it, and it ends in seven and it's just like, okay, well it's over. Um, you know, like that was, mm -hmm. that was the opportunity. Like if the buffs were going to win this game, it was probably going to be 17, 14, um, you know, and the, the defense is going to have to hold them the whole second half. Um, and like I said, they finally gather some momentum and then the defense who has been so awesome just isn't able to really make anything happen the rest of the game um and so that was that that that's as high as this game got on the pain scale yeah i i totally agree and you know i i was sitting next to brian howell and um there was that same point where i said hey if they force a three and out right here they might they might have a little bit of momentum and then he like kind of looked at me and I was like, okay, maybe a little bit too early to be throwing the M word around right now. But, but there, that absolutely was the potential like turning point in this game, a chance for the buffs to, to, to take the momentum. And uh, I agree. The defense did let them down. And from there saying, okay, well now, now the offense needs to go just like fly down the field and, Make something happen, and you say that, and you're like, well, they just did that, but I still don't believe that that is going to happen. Um, I, I think we've we've kind of talked through well, the, the pain uh, here. 
really quick, but then they come out the next drive after Jarek and Fontenot just had their best drive of the season, potentially, uh, other than maybe that, that drive against AM. And they came out with a shot. And I was like, of all the times to do this, this doesn't seem like the one. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Ashad was definitely in there. It looks like Jarek was in first on in that. First play. Oh, okay. yeah. So so they came out with Jarek. Um, incomplete pass, then Jarek for eight, Jarek for four for the first down. And then after that, Ashad came in and the drive stalled out. But yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking. So so that drive, we think up in the press box was the first time Kanan Ray came in and it came mm-hmm. in for Casey Roddick at guard. And uh, that was right after they'd they'd run down the field and just trample guys and things were working. And and that might not be true. That might not be true. And it could be injury. But we also know that they were expecting or that they like to rotate seven guys on the offensive line. And, you know, we'll go back through the the tape on Monday and see what actually happened there. So tune in to the DMVR Buffs podcast. But um if that is what happened, they, they they made a change on the offensive line after they trampled Arizona State down the field. That would be be a disappointing decision. Um, yeah, I think that we've covered the the pain. We've we've talked through it. We can we can get to the blame game here in a second. First, though, Hassle Cattle Company they uh they they make damn good beef. And, you know, you, you talked a little bit, Ryan, about how crazy the, uh, the, the last few hours have been. Well, we're kind of just getting into it. Obviously, we're live right now. We, uh, I've got to write some stuff tonight. We're headed to the airport or bright and early in the morning because we've got to be at the it DMVR bar. Oh, it will not true. be bright. It will be dark Ugh. and early. But it'll still be just dumb hot because that's the way Arizona always is. Uh, but yeah, because we have got the tailgate in Denver at 9.30 at the DMVR bar. So we'll be uh, we'll be there for that and potentially getting some good old hassle cattle Wagyu burgers from the DMVR bar. Um, they're, they're a great deal. They're, they're obviously Wagyu beef, which you don't find all that often. Um, and if you aren't going to be able to make it to the DMVR bar to watch that game for the watch party or the tailgate, I guess, uh, you can always order hassle cattle beef to your house. Uh, it's it's really good stuff. Um, you can get the a, any sort of of like steaks, um, but then also like beef uh, jerky or beef bacon or a whole bunch of that stuff too. They win a bunch of awards. They call it blue collar wagyu because that's affordable for any man or woman, and uh, you can get ten percent off with the code DNVR10 at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. They ship all over the United States, uh, so check them out. Like I said, it's good stuff. Also, want to tell you guys about Ball. So, if you're looking for, uh, you bribe me. You bribe me, Stephen. Don't bribe Ryan. I promise it'll work if you bribe me. Um, but yeah. uh, ball, they make cans. Uh, if you uh, have been drinking things out of cans recently, could be a ball can. Ryan, did you have any 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 beverages out of cans at the game? I did not. Um, uh, I did have several beverages before the game at the uh, Crafty Devils tailgate. Shout out mm-hmm. to them for hosting us. That was actually really fun. 
Um, those were out of cans, but then poured into um, plastic custom cups. And they were definitely ball cans. Oh, of course. And basically everything is a ball can because, you know, last year they made 101 billion cans. Just a crazy number. I could I could honestly just sit here for like 15 minutes and just think about that number. 101 I'm sure billion. you can, dude. It's 101 sure billion. Can. But yeah, obviously like bit. Yeah. Uh, I, would, but, I mean, yeah. I uh, um 101 billion cans. Obviously, that's a crazy number. It's honest. It's distracting me from saying the rest of the things I need to say because it's yeah, such I'm, a big yeah. number. It means that they're I'm really good cans, though. For your uh, 101 billion thoughts right now, so so many cans. Um, if you want to help them make cans or in basically any part of the process, there's a 400 person plant out in Golden where they make a whole bunch of cans. Um, I actually don't know if they make stuff other than cans there because there's like aluminum cups. There's basically anything you can make out of aluminum ball ball does it um but if you're interested text golden to 77222 you'll get a link to the open positions you can also go to directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 all right uh real quick so, why are people talking about bribing in the comments um, what, what, what kind of bribes are we what are we trying to bribe people for i think to get into the tailgate yeah i mean it's just 20 bucks why would you say anyone. that Everyone. when they want to give us more than that ryan do you know, have you ever run a business do you know how business works what a business is yes you don't swindle your customers out of money that's how businesses work okay whatever you say expert uh but we're gonna we're gonna move on to the blame game and that's the part where hopefully we've become just a little bit more you know not not just like down in the dumps and we can analyze yeah yeah and uh say who was to blame for the things that happened and i'll ask you ryan we're, we're just going to go through some rankings here number one to blame for for the buffs loss tonight you've got some options who are you who are you taking um carl Durrell. okay uh in the end it all you know it 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 all falls on his plate. Um, and when <laughs> things go as bad as they went last week, you've got to do something, bro. Like you have to, your job is to do something about this. <laughs> uh, and I don't think he did anything about it. Um, and clearly the results didn't change much. Obviously they do score 13 points. Could have been 16. Could you imagine? Um, but to me, it felt way too much like more of the same. Um, and it's, just, I mean, Carl Durrell, you know, he has some really good qualities and he has a track record of putting teams in bowl games. And there are times when the low-key thing works for me. Uh, where it's like, oh, he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. Like, he's, you know, he's very even keel. Like, that, you know, that can be a positive. Right now, it's not that's not working for me. Um, I need to see him get mad at someone. Like I, I need to see him fire someone. Uh, mm -hmm. I need to see him change someone's duties. Uh, obviously, you know, the person that we're thinking about right now is Darren Cheverini. Um, mm -hmm. Someone, something has to change. Someone's got to do something. It's the head coach's job to do something. So honestly, 
like for me from here on out, that's going to be the person who most of this blame is going on. Uh, he, it's up to him to get this thing fixed uh, and, and to go from last week to this week and not make any changes that were visible to me uh, from the stands um, is, is just not, not acceptable. Yeah. I think uh, that's an interesting one. Cause I, I didn't go Carl number one. Um, and we'll talk about my number one later. Also you guys in the chat, if you guys want to give us your rankings or whatever, we'd love to, to see what you guys think about this. But yeah, um, I think I don't that... Know. Uh, I don't talking about it at all, this comment. I know, uh, I know who it is, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think that you, you can go, Carl. And I think that that does make sense. And I do think that the even keel thing... It, it it definitely isn't a great look at the very least because people are upset and yeah, it would be nice. And I will say that I do think that Carl has proven he'll make hard decisions. And I don't think that that's really the concern here is like, uh, he's not going to do anything, you know, firing Tyson Summers after a, a pretty solid defensive performance last season. That is evidence to me that he will make hard decisions and I think that taking away play calling duties or whatever with with Darren Cheverini, it's a uh, it it's a uh, I don't know it 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 needs to happen at some point because things aren't going well. And I think that you know what what did Carl do this week? Carl said that he would be more involved in the game planning um, and that sort of stuff. And I think that we did see a, a little bit of a step forward from this offense. You know, remember, it was negative 19 rushing yards last week. Just a, just brutal to think about. And so the offense was better. It wasn't enough yes. better. There's still plenty more that needs to be done. Um, and you're right, though. It does kind of fall on, obviously, the head coach at some point, especially when things are stagnating. And then I try to put myself in Carl's shoes and say, like, what would be my plan in this situation? Because we know that that the quarterback, you know, he he's not getting the job done, and you don't have any options there. And so, how quickly do do you just pull the trigger on Darren Cheverini and say, "Ah, oh, this is him"? I I think that from Carl's perspective, he's probably thinking you've got or you've got Minnesota, you've got Arizona State, you've got USC, three pretty tough opponents. And then you've got a bye week. And so maybe you, you just run through that. And then if something needs to change, you change it the bye week. And I do think that that's kind of the plan here. And if you say that isn't enough of a sense of urgency, given what we've seen, I, I believe that too. I, I could get behind that. But but I don't have Carl Durrell number one. Um, any more thoughts before we move on? Who do you have number one? Darren Chevron, or, or sorry, Brendan Lewis on this one. Um, Man, I it's mean, so hard for me to put it to put it on a player. It's not his fault, um, right? That's well. This is the blame game, which exactly. Is about assessing but, whose fault it is. Um, I mean, it's not it's not his fault that he's struggling like he's struggling. Um, like it's not his fault that he's not ready for this job that he has to do. Um, at the same time, though, you're just you're just not going to be able to beat a team like Arizona state with Brendan Lewis at quarterback at this point. And that doesn't mean that he, uh, he won't, uh, 
figure it out even at some point this season. But, you know, he he just cannot get the job done. He cannot complete passes. He can't throw for 100 yards. Is the system perfect for him? No, not at all. Not at all. The offensive line isn't helping him either. And that's the thing is there's plenty of blame going around. And yeah, how can you blame a 19-year-old kid for being put in a trash offense? Yeah, like there's I mean, there's that part too. And that's where Darren Cheverini is number two for me. Um, and honestly, I think it's pretty close between Brendan Cheverini and the offensive line um, with Carl Durrell coming in at, at number four just because it all does kind of fall on his plate. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I just think that Brendan's struggles are kind of insurmountable at this point, regardless of the offense. Yeah, uh, for me, it's so hard for me to bring, to blame Brendan because he's still not being put in the best position to succeed mm -hmm. in my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, so it it's up to the coaches um, to figure out a way to make him succeed. Now, again, a lot of his issues are mental. And again, I just think that's coach. Like he needs to be coached better um, to get some of that stuff. But he also like essentially has the yips. Um, and that it's something that he doesn't, I don't know if he even has control over, but they've got to just figure out a way. Like I said, I, I'm not kidding you. when I say I would prefer that he went um, 11 of 30 with four interceptions. Um, mm -hmm. then seven of 17 and 150 yards, then mm -hmm. seven and 17, um, for 67 yards or whatever it was and no interceptions. Like it's just what's, what is currently happening is not a benefit. Like I know they, they probably told him a lot before the season, like, Hey, we're going to run the ball. We really want you to protect it and manage the game. Mm -hmm. And it's just not working. So just throw it, just throw the rock around see what happens. I mean, he, he has arm talent. That throw he made to Montana Maloney's Craig on the sideline was like an incredible throw. It was. Uh, couldn't have been thrown any better. Um, so yep. just, and the ball was in harm's way and, and something good happened. Um, so put the ball in harm's way. I don't care. Just throw, just throw that thing. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, like I said, though, number two for me, Darren Cheverini. Um, again, and, and it's a tough call, but to me, it's like, even even if Darren Cheverini did like coach his brains out, I don't think that it would be enough for them to put up the 35, 38 points mm -hmm. just given who they have running things. But he is number two because, you know, there's there's more out there. There is plenty more out there. And you just got to get more creative because he does know that Things aren't working, and, and who knows? Maybe next week is the week they just say we're going triple option. We're 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 just gonna start doing things like that. That's his and, offense and, to install. Yeah, why why aren't we seeing two running backs on the field at the same time? Like like well, those Jaley stacks is fullbacks sometimes, but to not have Fontenot and Broussard out there together at any point, like you have depth there. You do have depth there, and you just try it. Just try it. Because yeah, there's some misdirection things that you, that you can run, but what's going on isn't working, obviously. And again, like you can go back and I don't know. In doing these rankings, I wasn't thinking like the coaches haven't developed Brendan to the point 
And, and so putting that part of the blame on the coaches, I didn't do that. I just said today is what happened. Brendan is what Brendan is. And what he is was uh, not a guy who could make things happen. But yeah, Darren Cheverini, there's just, you got to figure something out. You've got to figure something out. Hey, Zeus with a really good point in the comments here. He says, go to bed, LOL. Should be considered. I'm, we're getting close. We're getting real Should close. Be considered. <laughs> oh, except I don't, we're, we're, it isn't even bed after this for me. It's right no. two things so that I don't have to drunk write something after Broncos game. I haven't slept for, we're, but yeah, we're going to have to make that terrible decision of like, is it worth it to even go to bed or do you just stay up? I was telling those guys in the press box, like, I don't think that I can't, I just, just looking at the schedule, I have to think you're not sleeping tonight. You're working all night. And if all of a sudden there's a 30 minute window that opens up because I worked so efficiently, that's just awesome. That's just going to be awesome for me, but I can't even think about that right now. All right, let's move on. Yeah, nobody else you want to blame? Um, hmm. Offensive line, I'll throw that out there real quick. Yeah, That was my number three. They they have really struggled for a couple of games. And yeah, you, you, you don't have Max Ray today, who was your starting tackle last week, and a guy we thought would be the, the starting tackle, but he was pretty bad last week when he did play before he got hurt. And that's just kind of in the case you, you struggled. There was that one drive where they really did manhandle Arizona state. And I'm excited to go back through and just see what happened on that drive that they were able to run so well. Um, Alex Fontenot had a decent game. We'll get to that to kind of close things out here in a minute, but it's just, I'd like, whew. I'd like to blame the uh, administration for not committing to football more. That's a that's actually that is a good one. That yeah. is a really good point. And I don't think that that's more of like our end of the season blame yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that uh, that is a big problem. And there's there's a way to win without it. Um, but you have to get really lucky with a coach. Guess uh, guess what happened when CU got really lucky with a coach and they nailed the hire. Now he's winning games at uh, Michigan State, although Pushed to the brink by Scott Frost in Nebraska today. What are they doing? What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know that we. Well, let's not go down that tangent too. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's it for blame for me. Anything else you want to touch on? No. Cool. Um, well, we're going to wrap things up going positive here. First, want to remind you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet, this keep coming up with great sign-up deals, but it's time to just take advantage because these aren't going to last forever. There's no way they can last forever. Um, but there's obviously a bunch of football going on tomorrow. If you bet $1 on any football game tomorrow, you get $150 in free bets instantly. So you can use that to bet on all the other games tomorrow. You can use that to like throw in your account and just use it over the course of the season, whatever. It's a great way to get started. Um, and it's a great way to learn because the truth is the first couple bets you make, it's tough to know what you want to be betting on. This obviously gives you plenty of wiggle room with $150 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 on any football game this week. Um, they've also got a new same game parlay feature. You know, that means you can bet on what I, I that Thursday night game. I had Phil Lindsay to get a touchdown, uh, Sam Darnold to throw two picks, um, a 
actually, I think I might have missed everything that I mm, bet on in that same game parlay. Actually, just as impressive as hitting everything. Isn't that isn't that weird to think about? It is weird mm-hmm. to think about. Um, but yeah, as Joe Fowler says, Joe Fowler says it's easier to bet with uh, DMVR bets. Uh, so definitely tune in with Dre and RK every day, every weekday for that stuff. But also just get in, get that free money. Um, like I said, bet $1 with the code DMVR, get $150 in free bets instantly. Um, and that's with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bank partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Wait, right. can I say one more um, thing I'm annoyed about before we say, say whatever? Uh, what the hell are they doing kicking that field goal at the end? I mean, Cole Becker needs the work too. <laughs> okay, that's the only acceptable thing is like, yes, fine, he needed a rep or two. But you're down 35-10. It's fourth and what, four? Mm-hmm. Fourth and four from like the 20 to have some pride, try to score a touchdown. Like what is going on there? That, that was embarrassing to me. Huh? Yeah. And it blew the under. (laughs) Can't be ignored. Um, But it was just, that was so, uh, I don't know. It was like, it felt like so, like save face move of like oh 35 13 feels a little bit better than 35 10 for me so uh, i think we're going to go with that i know it is crazy though and i was talking with adam munster tiger about this at the end of the game when we were walking down to the field and it was like yeah you know 35 13 honestly kind of what i expected from this game um but just to watch 35 to 13 happen over the course of three and a half hours it's just brutal it's just brutal. You know, you prepare yourself for the score. You don't necessarily prepare yourself for just the past. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we're ending on a positive note. And that means we're talking about our DraftKings king of the game, Alex Fontenot. And, you know, it, it just Ooh, sucks to, to talk with him after this game. Um because obviously nobody's happy, but Alex, obviously, like when we were talking to him, he took it pretty hard and it just sucked to have to to be so negative because on top of him having a good game, 14 carries, 65 yards, a touchdown, 4.6 average, um, according to the graphic. <laughs> I was going to say, what a, what a DNVR thing to do to try to change the yards and average abbreviations into four letters. I know. I love it. Yeah, you're behind the scenes, always killing it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but he also he surpassed 1,000 rushing yards for his career today, and it's just kind of a, a dark day to do that. Um, but you know, even with Jarek Broussard's struggles, Alex played well, and and I, I you know I, he, I've been just a little bit disappointed in Alex so far this season, and I put most of the blame on the offensive line, and that's why. He, even looking at the numbers again, negative 19 team rushing yards last week. I was still able to say like, ah, yeah, a lot of this isn't his fault, but it was just good to see him get out there and, and have a nice night. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, and thousand rushing yards in your career, uh, is a nice milestone to hit. He's had some really big moments. 
as a buff. Um, he's a good back, and it was just it was really nice to see him look good again uh, today. Like he just looked like a yep. a legit a legit Pac-12 back again, and it had been a while. Um, so uh, happy for him, man. Again, Jarek, you know, kind of opened up that drive uh, by you know breaking out of uh, a little bit. Uh, and then they brought, they were able to bring in Alex and he just kind of followed up right behind him. And it's like, man, that was the type of thing we were imagining before the season started about this run game is, okay, you go out with Jarek and then you hit him with Alex and it just hasn't happened. Uh, but again, it's not those guys' fault. It really comes down to the quarterback. And again, I, I, I feel bad for Brendan Lewis because I think Chase said it in the comments earlier, like it's not his fault that he was put in this position. Um, JT was obviously going to be the starter, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's a little bit hindsight 2020 now. Um, it, it clearly was a competition, so for sure, it's not as if he was a million times better than Brendan. Um, but mm-hmm. there were, you know, people we had talked to, especially in the spring, were saying, "Okay, well, it, it looks like JT's the leader." Um, and then I, I, you had said it was a little bit closer come fall, um, but either way. He's being put in a, in a tough position that he's clearly not qualified to do right now. So mm-hmm. I hate to, you know, pile on him and especially to any fans or anything who are like going after him on social media, um, get a life is what I would say. Um, but it just, it, it, it does fall on the fact that the, that the buffs can't throw the football, that the running backs don't look as good as they used to because there's absolutely no threat of, anything getting over the top of those defensive backs. So they're creeping in. The linebackers are playing even closer to the line of scrimmage. It's just a big traffic jam anywhere you're trying to run the ball. Yeah. It gets to the point where it feels like there's just like 13, 14 defenders out there. It's like, how, how is, how is it so hard? But but we're going positive. We're going positive. Helmet stickers. Now, Um, what, what you got for, for helmet stickers? Gonna have to dig deep. Alex Fontenot gets one automatically. Yep. Um, Nate Landman. Yes. That was mine. (laughs) Um, That's an easy one. Yep. Uh, Nine solo tackles. The dude is just an absolute machine out there. Um, And I don't know where we would be without him. Um, I hate that this is the way it's going to go down for him um, his senior year. Uh, Just uh, I can kind of see the way of the rest of the season is going to play out. I uh, hope I'm wrong about that. Um, sure. It's just a bummer, but, you know, he's a, a lock for the Buffalo Heart Award. Um, he's a great – he'll be a, he'll be remembered for a long time and, you know, as the next in a line of great linebackers who have come through here. Um, and he's a special, special player, a special, special kid. And uh, and I'm just sad. I'm sad that, that, that his senior year is going to probably go this way. Yeah. I mean, the good news is – it's not it's not over yet. There's right. still Positive a bunch vibes. of games left. And he sticks people in the hole and it's mm-hmm. badass. And Buffs have USC next week. And USC lost forty five to twenty seven to Oregon State tonight. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Twenty seven. <laughs> That's a big number. Um I uh I'll give one to Christian Gonzalez. He's he's backing yeah. up what what he did at Texas or in the Texas A and M game. 
Um, big tackle for loss tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Just just provides a lot out on the edge. Finished with seven tackles. That's more than I would have guessed. Um, yeah. Francois Simmons chiming in with the Josh Watts. For sure. If you guys have any... I uh, think he was very good. But I agree. I agree. And we were talking about it. I was like, huh, this is a bit of a disappointing night. Still average 47.8. Oh, okay. Isn't yeah, it, he got it, some nice bounces. He did get some nice bounces. Is that um, but, but, what? Is that net average? Oh, I guess because uh, the, the two big returns they had got called back. Yep. Uh, if anybody else has any helmet stickers, any nominations, feel throw feel free to throw those in the chat while we wrap up here. Um, any anything else for, from you, Ryan, on helmet stickers? Stickers. Ooh, helmet Snickers. I'm so hungry. I've been thinking about the Wendy's out there. <laughs> the cold um, Wendy's. I would have to go with Cole Becker, finally on the board uh-huh. um, with six points today. Personally, accounting for six more points than we had last week. Um, so. Um, nice. I, Glad to I hear gotta about that again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give it to him. Um, you know, he he made a long one. Uh, that was great. He broke the mm-hmm. streak. He prevented us from going eight full quarters without a point. That's two football games. Um, so in the end, it was just seven quarters and eleven minutes and forty-four seconds. It's over now. We don't need to think about that. It's over now. The Buffs can score points. You know. Things are going to get better. We do know that. I think, you know, a freshman quarterback is going to be better in his eighth start than he is in his fourth start. That's yep. just what is going to happen. How much better? A big question. And it's something we just kind of have to wait and see. But also, you know, the offensive line, it's got to get better. It's got to get better because, I mean, it can't really get much worse than what we've seen to this point. Um, and I do think that changes could be on the way here shortly within the next, I, again, I think the bye week is kind of the time that you looked, look for those at this point. Um, yeah, buffs aren't playing good football, but do you think it would help if the offensive line coach wasn't just like a guy who developed a, a blocking system thing? Yeah. We don't need to go deep down that road, but uh, I will say, you know, in his defense, he, he's still getting his guys into the system, into the, into the program. Um, you he? know, the, the guys that are out there are really struggling, which could be their fault. It could be the coach's fault. It's definitely somebody's fault. And I bet it's probably both fault for being honest, but oof, that that's a rough group right now. Yeah, and, and it's not as if, you know, because as Francois says, it's a team of mostly underclassmen. Not that group, though. That, that group has true. some returners. They do. They do. And that's tough. Um, but, but to get back to my positive point. Uh, Sorry, I'm really not allowing you to go there. No, no, you're not. And honestly, I can't blame you. But uh, they... They have young players. They've got to. They've got to be getting better. The defense can do better than what we saw tonight. And hey, if the defense forces a couple turnovers, which I think that at some point the turnovers have to come back because they are talented, maybe that does help them. You know, spot them at least ten points. You get a field goal and touchdown out of it. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not totally out on this team yet. 
I think the path to a bowl game is it's it's disappearing before our eyes. But you've got a, a USC team that's really scrambling. They 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 have basically nothing in the trenches. And what's crazy though about that is, and again, it, this is aside from the performance on the field so far. They've only really lost one game as it stands right now that we had like penciled in as as part of the mm-hmm. path to a bowl game. And that's, of course, the Minnesota True. game, which is funny to look back on now. Um, I guess uh, if you are into dark humor like I am, um, but like we didn't expect them to beat Texas A&M. We didn't expect them to beat Arizona State on the road, or as I, I didn't at least. Yep. Um, I thought they the had season, a chance. So. But no, I didn't think they'd do it. Right. Especially after last week. The one that hurts so much right now is that Texas A&M one. It's just you're one play away from winning that game. um, Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it probably changes the trajectory, I think, um, of where we are now. But yeah, they will get better. Like, they really will. Brendan Lewis will get better. Um, His processor has to speed up. Um, and it will, it will speed up how fast it will. You just never know. Um, he is in a unique position here where he has no choice, but to start to, to learn and just figure out what he's looking at and know where he can go with the ball. And there's no, again, in any other situation, he would have been benched by now, um, or he never would have been out there in the first place, but now he's out there and he will learn. He'll, he'll just learn from his mistakes or his almost like lack of mistakes, um, mm-hmm. but the mistakes that he's missing, he'll start to see them more and more and more. Um, and he will get better. He'll get better. He will. And uh, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, thanks for jumping on, Brian. If you guys want to see more of us, seven and a half hours will be uh, well, a little less than that, actually. Totally we'll, different vibes. Well, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that vibe is going to be. Well, I mean, what we have to start. I've got, we, we all start with shots. We all have to spin the wheel of darkness. Yeah. So look forward to that. 930 mountain time, the DNVR, uh, YouTube channel. My life is kind of like a spinning wheel of darkness right now. Okay. We got to get you off this show. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll see you guys in the morning. <laughs>